top of the morning, top of the morning. This is Pastor Richie. I am excited because I got a little time off today. I'm off today, so I'm thankful. This is the day that the Lord has made. I am going to rejoice and I am going to be glad therein. As always, I'm up early, out, and about. Amen. But just before I get started today, and I am in a red light, I want to invite you out this Sunday at 9 a.m. to the Prophetic Encounter. It's going to be one hour. <coughs> Pastor Richie, where am I at in this season? What is God doing in my life? What is God doing with my life? What is God saying concerning my family? I want you to meet us out this Sunday at 9 a.m. That address is 7714 Grand River, Detroit, Michigan, 48204. Prophetic encounter. Uh, before I get started today, I want you to understand that no matter what you are facing today, no matter what you are dealing with today, God has a purpose for everything. God has a purpose for everything. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, everything under, under the sun, a time and a purpose for everything under the sun. So whatever you're experiencing in this moment, you might even feel like, Pastor Richard, just, just within myself, I feel like I'm dying. I, I feel like I'm losing life from within based on my situation and based on my circumstance. I'm just not in a comfortable place. Have you ever been in a season that you felt as if the circumstance and the situation that I'm dealing with right now, I didn't even have to be here. I, I feel like I'm here um, based on immaturity. I, I'm here based on just me being a, a victim of circumstance. And that happens sometimes, not all the time. I believe that a lot of things we deal with is based on our decision and it's based on our choice. And then there are times we're victim of circumstance. But today I want to encourage you uh, before you throw in the towel, before you consider giving up, before you consider saying, Lord, I'm, I'm through with this or that. In our text today, we're in Genesis uh, chapter number 21. And the Bible says that Abraham is in a season that things are going well in his life. Abraham is in a season that uh, the promise is being birthed in his life. Things are going well uh, with him. But in order for God's will to be done, there are things he has to separate from. The Bible says that God tells Abraham that you have to get rid of Hagar and her son. And the reason that you have to get rid of Hagar and her son is because the promise is not with Hagar and it is not with her son Ishmael. It's something that you birth in the flesh. And the truth of the matter is that, that we are all guilty right there. We, we, we've all found ourselves in a place that the things that we establish, we did it in our own strength. The things that we started, we did it in our own ability. And when we do things like that, God will address us. God will say, make this right, make that right. Now watch this. Hagar came onto the scene because she was asked to come in. She, she was asked, she was given to Abraham. She was asked to come and deal with this situation because I'm younger I can produce Abraham he's older 
but he got a promise in him. Sarah, after 10 years, she, she turns her, her, her husband over to Hagar, which was common in that day. But now, once Hagar produces something, there's an issue and there is a problem. The Bible says that Sarah is in the season that she's celebrating. She's older, but she, she's weaning Isaac. And when she's weaning Isaac, the Bible says that Ishmael mocks the promise. And Sarah is not going to go for that because it's, it's been too long since something like this happened. This, and this is a never before. So I refuse to let this child mock my promise because this promise is what gave me laughter. This promise is what gave me uh, joy. This promise is what put Haynesia. This promise is what put a smile on my face. Watch this. The Bible says, and a lot of us, we talk about church hurt and different things like that. Let me address let me address it from the scriptures, not from how I feel, not from uh, how I see it. But before you walk out on a particular uh, environment, before you walk away from your family, before you walk away from uh, a ministry, uh, watch how God uh, addresses Hagar and how he deals with her hurt. Because Hagar got a level of hurt that is real. Hagar has a level of pain that is real. And I want to stop. And I want to pause for a moment and I want to talk to everybody who truly you've been done wrong. I, I, I want to talk to the people that everybody has said to you. The only thing they've ever said to you is that you don't have a right to feel this way. And I'm parked. So I'm going to talk to you for a few moments. I, I want to talk to the people that everybody has said to you. You don't have a right to have this disposition. You don't have the right to have this attitude. You don't have the right to have this feeling. You you're just off. You're just uh, wrong. Well, let's look at it from uh, the scriptures. You bring me, watch this. They were older than Hagar. Abraham was older than Hagar. Sarah was older than Hagar. Hagar was younger, which means she was immature. There's some things she did not know. There's some things she did not understand. I found myself in a position and I was fruitful based on my age and based on my stage in life. I'm, I'm here because y'all brought me into the scenario. I, I, I'm here because y'all invited me in to this situation. So to every person that's been dealing with a level of hurt, sometimes it's real. In a lot of cases, you have been hurt. In, in a lot of cases, cases you have been dealt with unjustly. Now watch this. To add insult to injury, hey brother Marcus, to add insult to injury, the Bible says that Abraham deals with Hagar like, she, like she's a side chick. She's actually his wife. She's actually uh, one of covenant. Uh, Abraham deals uh, with her like she ain't nothing. Now, he's following a direction uh, from God. God has told, told Abraham, hey, you have to dissolve this relationship. And I'll say this, even when you are dissolving a relationship, uh, at, whether you're male or female, Specifically, speaking of a male, the Bible says that uh, Abraham, he, he provides something. This might be resolved. This, this relationship might be ending, but I owe you something. The Bible says that Abraham is closing out a relationship with Hagar, but he doesn't close that relationship out. The Bible says he has to offer her uh, water and he has to offer her bread. Now, 
that that seems like, oh, God, th that's a lot for Abraham uh, to deal with. But we never take the time to look at the position of Hagar. It looks good on Abraham's uh, part. He gets to have this little separate family uh, and Hagar's just off to the side uh, somewhere. And Abraham's the father of the faithful. The Bible says, look at Hagar's position. Look at why she is hurt. The Bible says that uh, he he puts some water on her shoulders and the child on her shoulders and some bread. And he sends her away. Watch this by recommendation of his wife. He, he sends Hagar away. The Bible says that she doesn't have enough. He gave her what she had, but that's not enough for her journey. That's offensive. That that's offensive. Y'all brought me into this situation. You brought me into this uh, scenario and then abruptly, y'all basically kicked me out. Y'all basically put me out of the environment. You, you, you basically say I didn't have any worth. Watch this. This happens in this happens in families. People will say you, you no longer have value here. People will say we don't want you here anymore. That's real church hurt. People will say we, we don't want you here. People will say, uh, watch this. And they'll overlook the fact of all the things that they did behind uh, the scenes. You slept with this girl. You did this. You did. You put me in this situation. You put me in this uh, circumstance. You, I was in, I didn't know. That's all a real place. I'm not denying the real place. But the Bible says that when she puts the child on her shoulders, and she puts the water on her shoulders. All she got is water, bread, and a child, and it ain't enough. And she no longer has the relationship with Abraham. She can't lean on Abraham. She knows that Abraham loves her and that child. She knows Abraham is connected. So she has a safety cushion. What do you do when God removes the crutch? What do you do when, when God removes the crutch? The person that you thought was going to be there for you. Hagar is in a place, she, feel, she feels as if, I, I, I at least thought that if not for me, Abraham would be here for his son. What do you do when your baby father don't show up and do what he's supposed to do? Abraham is her baby's father. He, he doesn't do what he's supposed uh, to do in her mind because in her mind, in order for the child to have a good life, the child needs to be connected to the father forever. In order for the child to have a good life, he, he, that child needs to be provided by the father forever. I'm going to say this to y'all. I am the product of a strong woman. <laughs> I am the product of, of, uh, of a woman who made a decision that Pastor Richie's daddy ain't there. He, he's not doing what he's supposed to do. But with the little bread I got, with the little water I got with with the substance that I got. I'm going to raise this boy anyhow. Uh, there are those of us. We are involved in blended families. We we are involved in situations and in circumstances where the father has not done what he's supposed to do. Uh, there, there's a fence. What's this? And to add insult to injury, there's a woman on the other side that's talking crazy. Sarah talking crazy. Sarah saying you don't uh, belong here. What do you do? There are two children. There, there are two. There's Isaac and there's Ishmael. What's this? The father named both of them. They, 
They both got his blood. One is not more important than the other. And watch this. This is where church hurt comes in. Although there's a blended family, although there are issues in relationship, God doesn't look at one child and say, this child uh, has value and the other one don't have value. People may say your son or your daughter has has less value or my son has more value or my daughter has more value than yours. But that is not God's perspective. I want to teach the text right. That is not the perspective of God in his word. Isaac is full of promise. Isaac made Sarah laugh. All of that is wonderful. But God did not discard Ishmael. And what's this? Abraham, when he sent her away, he did. He sent her away with something. See, in order to dissolve or even make a disconnect in relationship as a man, there are things you are required to do. There are things that it's going to tax your hands in order to make sure there is provision for that child. It, you will have to take something out of your house and put something back in that person's house. You're going you're gonna to have to take the substance of your house and put it in that house. Watch this. And it won't matter how Sarah feels about what you're putting into the house of Hagar because Ishmael is yours as well. So you are responsible to make sure that once what comes out of you has what it needs to the best of your ability. And because Abraham is a provider to the best of his ability, he provides something. He don't just close the relationship out. It may not have been what Hagar expected. It, it may not have been a hundred, but you got to do something. You have to provide something. You, you have to give something. Now watch this. This mother, this mother is in a dry place. She's in the wilderness. She's out there all by herself. And the Bible says she makes a decision. She runs out of water. The Bible says she ran out of water. And she ran out of bread. There is nothing more tormenting for a mother to understand that my child has a need. And I can't provide that need. That There is nothing more tormenting for a parent. To understand that there are things that that I should be able to do for my child by now. I want to encourage every single mother. I, I want to encourage every person, every father, every person. Watch this. Because there is separation anxiety on both ends. Do you know what it does to a man that really wants a relationship with his son? Do, do you know what it does to a father that, that really desired, because the issue was not Abraham's heart towards Ishmael. I want to say to every woman today, despite whatever challenge that you are dealing with with that father, there are times that it's not always the case, but there are times that that father, his heart towards his son has not been compromised. He's just trying to maintain balance. And I want to say to every man, don't you think, don't you think for 30 seconds that because you gave water or bread that that's going to be enough for that woman just to be uh, okay. That, that's not enough. See, when our choices come with consequences and the consequence sometimes is that he going to be mad at you for a season. She's going, she ain't going to like you 
force, there is going to be some kind of conflict. That's what comes with it. See, because we didn't start the relationship off right to begin with. So now in order for God to get involved, we have to start over. In order for God to get involved, now we got we to gotta split ways and we have to do it in a way that we can create some space so there'll be some sense in this situation. So there'll be some wisdom in this situation so that we won't be enemies forever. See, sometimes we separate early in life so that we can have a long-term relationship. So to every father that's dealing with anxiety, I don't get to see my son enough. I don't. To every mother that's feeling like, man, he just got my child. Just out, He got us out here stinking. I want to encourage you today that in your blended family, God is not sleep at the wheel. In your blended family, God is not sleep at the wheel. The Bible says that this woman, she has bread, she got water, and she got a, she got a son. Always understand, women are strong individuals. Never discount the strength of that of a woman. Ne never discount the strength. The Bible says she's carrying a whole lot and she's carrying a lot. Watch this. And she hasn't had 30 seconds to consider herself. A mother don't get the opportunity oftentimes to consider what she's going to eat. A mother doesn't get the opportunity oftentimes to consider what how she's going to fare. She's so concerned about that child and a father doesn't get, watch this, the privilege oftentimes because of strife. Because of strife, the father doesn't get the privilege to see how is my child doing? What's, what's, going, what's going on? See, that's why making peace is important because it's a blessing to be around your son. It's a blessing to be around your daughter. So there are conflict on both ends. There's all types of conflict, but the Bible says she got tired. She got tired. I want to say to every mother, I want to say to every person that has been dealing with levels of conflict, drama will wear you out. Family issues will wear you out. Situations that come to attack, watch this. And she's in a place of need. This ain't, this is not a want. This, this is not a want. This is a need. There are those of us there are those of us this morning, you're saying, Pastor Richie, I got a real need. I have a need concerning my son. Watch this. I am looking at the school year. I'm just trying to figure out, I don't even know where we're going to live in this season. I, I got an eviction notice. See, Abraham put Hagar in a position that now she's out here by herself. See, it's very important, it's very important that as a man, that you make sure you do what you can do, do but you got to do something. See, he put something in a hand, but that something over time, it just wasn't enough. And I'll say to every woman, understand that no matter what that man does or doesn't do, God is your source. If you run out based on what somebody else gave you, if, if you run out of resources based on your check being low, based on your resources being low, based on uh, relationships uh, dissolving, God can still take care of you. My mother took care of five children by herself uh, because she leaned. At, I am the product 
of a blended family. I am the product of, and I'm a strong man. I'm the product of a blended family. I watched my mother pray and cry and talk to God. And God showed up on her behalf because she had a promise in place. See, there's a promise over the life of that son and that daughter. And the drama in our relationship is to keep our eyes off of what God wants to do in the life of that child. The drama in our relationship is designed to keep our eyes off the anointing that's on that son, the grace that's on that daughter. Keep your eyes on the promise. Watch this. Her name is Hagar. We don't like to talk about Hagar. We view her as the sad uh, chick. We view her as uh, the enemy of promise. But God gave Hagar a, a promise concerning what was in her. The Bible says, she said, I'm not going to watch this. I, I'm frustrated. And this is an extreme. This is an extreme. Read Genesis 21. The Bible says that she throws, she puts a child under a bushel. She throws Ishmael under a tree. Because she says, I'm not going to watch my son die. I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and just let my child, I, I, I can't, my, my eyes can't see it. What, man, the things we do because we're trying to get out of our minds what we are responsible for. How much, how much did you drink? How much did you smoke? How many other relationships did you give yourself to? Because the root issue was, I, I couldn't bear to look at my real circumstances. The real issue was, I couldn't bear to look at what I was dealing with and what I was facing. Hagar says, I can't bear to look at my son go without. If you're a good mother, if you're a good father, one of the things that will, will, will torment you to a certain degree I want to make sure my child has what it needs. If I'm hungry, that's one thing. If, but if, if, if she or he doesn't have what they need, I, I can't bear to see it. The Bible says she puts Ishmael under a bushel. And the Bible says she creates space as it were a bow shot. And she, she goes a great distance because I don't want to see it and I don't want to hear it. I have lost hope. There are those of us like Hagar. Our back is against the wall and we have given up on options for change. We have given up hope. We feel as if God is just going to leave. I want to prophesy to every mother, God ain't going to leave you and your child in a low place. And I want to prophesy to every father, don't be discouraged. God's still going to take care of it. God is going to deal with the needs and the issues of your family. If your heart, if your heart is in the right place, Abraham's heart was in the right place. I, I don't know how to really fix this, oh, but, I, but I, I'm going to give something. I, I'm trying to help the situation as much as possible. The Bible says that Hagar is at her end and Hagar says to herself, I'm not going to watch my baby die. I, I'm not. Watch this. 
there are things and there are times that we cut our phones off. We stop answering the phone. We shut down. I don't want to hear anything else because I'm in a low place. But God is a lifter today. Psalms 3. He's a shield for me. He's our glory. He's the lifter of our head. Now watch this. Church hurt. Let me deal with it. Church hurt. The Bible says this girl is hurt. This girl feels as if I have every reason to be upset. I have every reason to, to, to have this attitude and disposition. And the Bible says that she hears the voice of an angel. God sends a messenger. And the messenger says, I heard the voice of the lad. <laughs> the messenger, the angel of God addresses the one who was hurt. And he says, I didn't hear your voice, but I heard the voice of the promise. God, I want y'all to share this. I want y'all to post this. I want y'all to make this, make this go viral. God does not respond to our complaint necessarily. God did not hear her complaint. God said, I am not responding to you based on your complaint. I am addressing the promise that, that is in you. I heard the child cry. I, I heard the need. I did not respond to the complaint. I am not here to address your feelings about what you're going through. Church hurt. God tells Hagar, I am addressing the promise. I heard the voice of the lad. I heard the voice of uh, the promise. I, I hear what is what you birth out. I, I heard the voice of the promise. I heard the voice of the promise. If you want to get God's attention, remind him of what he said concerning what was in you. If you want the attention of God, see, but even in that, look at God. Ain't God just merciful? Ain't God just merciful? God is just merciful. God, and I want to say this to every person that's trying to tell the people that are hurt, they don't have a right to feel this way. I don't have to address you. I don't have to correct you. I don't have to deal. I don't have to tell you that you don't have a right to feel this way or that way. Why? Because I know God loves you. I know God cares about your situation. God cares about your situation. God cares about your circumstance. God cares about the overview of everything concerning you. See, the promise came out of you. So it doesn't mean that you don't have value. Well, clearly you have great that you have great value because God, what he does, what he does with church hurt, he redirects you. Don't focus on the hurt. Focus on the promise. God wants to redirect some of us not to focus on the hurt, but to focus on the promise. The Bible says that God tells Hagar, don't focus on the church hurt. Focus on the promise. Focus on your son. Focus on your child. Focus on on what I called you to pour in. Anytime you get in a low place, watch this. You might, there are times, man, there have been times I, 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 I didn't have enough. The ends was not meeting. But I chose to make a decision. I'm still going to make investments in what's mine. I'm still going to make investments in my heart, in my mind. I'm still going to talk to God. 
Don't go into a place of hiding. That's all I'm trying to tell you. Uh, to every person that's been wounded, to every person that's been hurt, it has been the enemy's desire to put you in a place that you, you disconnect from people, that you stand back, that you don't interact, that you feel like the world is against you. I want to encourage you to, if God before you, he's more than the world against you. Watch this. There are things we need results right now. There are things we need an answer to right now. My son, my daughter needs what they need and they need it. They, God, we need you now. We, we need, I want to talk to every person prophetically. You're in a place you're saying, God, I need you now. I, I, I need you to show up now in my situation. I need you to show up now. In my circumstance, I need you to make yourself known because I'm in a vulnerable place. I'm in a place that I feel like those who I thought would have supported me have just left me out here. That church hurt, uh, offense, uh, contention, uh, strife, drama. See, I, you're in a place where you feel as if nothing is getting, things are getting worse. God, I need you to help me. I need you to help me. Watch this. The Bible says, God says to Hagar, I heard the voice of the lad. God sends you a messenger. I'm your messenger today. God has sent me on this Facebook live to be your messenger today. I'm your angel in disguise. God has sent me with a message to tell you today that I, although, although you're dealing with levels of hurt, don't discard the promise. Although people may have engaged with you this way or that or that way, don't discard the promise. Watch this. Don't ever say what God is going to do or not going to do. Your circumstance doesn't determine the outcome. Just because I'm in a dry place does not mean that I'm getting ready to die here. The drought is not my death. The drought is my development. The drought is not my death. The drought is not about death. The drought is about development. See, in the drought place, I learned how to hear God. In the drought place, I learned how to hear the voice of God. In the drought place, I had a prophetic encounter. In the drought place, that's when I learned the voice of God. In the drought place, I heard things that I've never heard in any, when I was in that marriage, when I was coming out of that relationship, when you were in that situation or that circumstance, see, what's the separation anxiety? When, when I was going through a split in my family, when, when I didn't know what was going to happen uh, concerning my ex-husband, uh, my, my, the, he, he got a new family. Uh, it looks like God didn't just put me out here by myself. Hotama, hotama. But God told me to tell you this morning, God told me to tell you, don't focus, don't focus on the offense, focus on what I put in you. God is hearing the promise today. God, watch this, he responds to praise, he responds to thanksgiving, he responds to your adoration. The Bible says that she's trying to forget there are things and I want to talk to you prophetically. That child sometimes is not a physical child. It's a business.
It's a venture. It's a dream. It's a vision that God gave you. God gave you a vision. Watch this. He gave you a dream. You had a partnership. That partnership dissolved. And now you out here and it's dry. And you feel as if maybe God wants me to put it down in this season. I invested a lot into this. I invested a lot into that. And now it looks like what I have invested in is it, getting dry. And I don't want to watch my vision die. So I'm just going to put it aside and I'm going to go. I, I'm going to move to another city. See, there are those of us that feel as if if I can just create some space between me and my last disappointment, I'll be good. See, that space sometimes, see, there are people and leave people alone. Leave saints of God, leave people alone. If you're not praying, leave people alone. If, if, if you don't know what to say to people when they're in the low place, leave people alone. There are reasons. There, there, there are reasons that people do the things that they do. See, you might not have their vice. You might not have their issue. You might not be drinking or smoking, but you're doing something. You, you are supplementing. See, people supplement in their own way. People overcompensate in that we all do it. We watch TV. We, we go to the movies. Uh, we deal with heavy spirits differently. We, we, we all are trying to come uh, to terms. But David said the appropriate way to deal with it. When I am overwhelmed, Psalm 61 and 2, Lord, lead me to the rock. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. I want to encourage you today that no matter what you are dealing with, no matter who left you, no matter what business venture has died, do not discard the promise. And the drought and the dry place is not about your death. The dry place is about your development. God develops you in the dry place. God gives you a resilience. I'm going to say this. When God talks to you in the dry place, you got a level of confidence that you can't be stopped. When God talks to you in a dry place, you, you got a level of focus that is second to none. See, there are, other, there are people who don't know anything about the dry place. See, but there are those of us who are listening this morning. Your testimony is not that everything worked out. Your testimony is that it's not that your life was and you were handed and fed with a silver uh, spoon. You've lost houses. You've lost uh, lands. You've dealt with levels of affliction. But there is an anointing in you. There's an anointing. You're strong. Oh, time out. There is a strength that is in you. Don't you discard the promise that God has. It's in you. The Bible says that she tries to discard the promise. But God says, I'm not going to let you give up on it. I'm not going to let you give up on what I put in you. I want to encourage you this morning. Get up. Get up out the low place. Come out of that low place today. Come out of that low place. I prophesy. Come out of the, Come out of that cave. Come out of that low place of depression today. Come out of that low place today. God says to Hagar. See, and people are trying to tell you that God don't talk to people that have certain issues and weaknesses. God can't be talking to Hagar. She, she was with Abraham. 
God, God can't be talking to a person like this. Why would God talk to me? Because there's something in you. See, and that's why God's going to use you. God's going to use you because you're the least likely. God's going to use you because you're the underdog. God's going to use you. I heard, I heard Apostle Robin Hargrove uh, said, and it is, it's a good season to be a girl. Uh, it, it's a good season uh, to be a person that, that, that God has put promise on your life. It, it, it's good to be the person that, that you're viewed as the underdog. See, for years, for years, male or female, some of us has been viewed as the underdog. We, we've been viewed as the person that nobody had expectations. There is nothing in this text that says anything about people having a high expectation of Hagar. Nobody had a high expectation for Hagar. Nobody felt as if she was going to become anything. See, but it is not people's expectation that determine the purpose that's on my life. The expectation of people do not determine the purpose that God has established for your life. The Bible says that a messenger comes and says, not today. What's in you has to live. What's in you has to come forth. Ishmael is not going to die. Ishmael is going to live. Watch this. The Bible says church hurt. She's been hurt. She's been offended. But God doesn't engage with her based on her feelings. God talks to her about the promise. He says, I hear the promise. I hear the promise. He says, I hear the promise. I can't even deal with you about how you feel. He says, I want you to, I, I want you to know I heard the promise. I heard what was I God addresses the root issue. When people are hurt about things, God knows how to address them. God knows how to deal with people that are hurt. God, God, don't you ever feel like that you got to get on a bandwagon and, and correct the world? God knows how to deal with those who are hurting because he knows exactly what to say. The Bible says that God opened her eyes. In this dry place today, I pray that God would open your eyes today. I pray that you would see something that you've never seen before. When God opens her eyes in the wilderness of Paran, in a dry place, God will open your eyes and God will let you see what's in the environment where you are. Before God opens your eyes, all you see is Sarah did this to me. Before God opened your eyes, all you see is that Abraham gave me this little water and this little bread and I'm out here stinking. Before God opens your eyes, you feel as if everything in you and concerning you is going to die. But when God opens your eyes, you can see water. When God opens your eyes, you can sense the spirit. When God opens your eyes, you have an understanding about what he wants to do in your life. The Bible says he opens her eyes and she sees there is water in the wilderness. Remember not Isaiah 43, 18. Now, remember not. Don't remember the former things. This is the season not to consider the things of old. God is doing a new thing. Shall ye not know it? See, I won't know it if I keep playing the blame game. I won't know it if I only remember who hurt me. I won't know the new thing. I cannot become intimate. I cannot be acquainted with the new thing if I keep looking at the old thing. He says, shall ye not know it? 
He says, I'm making a way. See, when God makes a way, he, revelation makes a way. Understanding allows you to see things. See, the way that God wants to make a way is that everything that was clouded. See, the wilderness represents things being out of order. See, in your heart, in your mind, you see through your, the Bible says, being renewed, Ephesians 4.20, in the spirit of your mind. See, when your mind gets renewed, now you can see. The Bible says, he says, her eyes come open in the wilderness. I pray today. I pray today. The Bible says her eyes. I pray that you see. God wants and is doing something in the place where you are right now. Where you are right now, God has water for you in the wilderness. God has an understanding that he wants to give you. Watch this. Your understanding is what refreshes you. <laughs> Your understanding is what refreshes you. I didn't get better because Abraham changed. I didn't get better because my children started acting like they had since. I didn't get better because I had more opportunities. I got better because God spoke something to me. See, what God revealed to me gave me an understanding. That understanding refreshed me. The Bible says she got water in the wilderness. She got water in the, she got an understanding in all Proverbs 4 and 7. Wisdom is a principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her and she'll promote thee. She'll bring thee to honor when you embrace her. She'll give to your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory. Wisdom will deliver unto you. When God releases his mindset with you, see, in everything you're getting, Life wants you only to get hurt and pain and offense. But with all you're getting, get an understanding. With all you're getting, with everything, with everything you're trying to maintain, trying to pay the bills, trying to do this, try, get an understanding though. The Bible says in the wilderness, she's refreshed. Her understanding releases a refreshing. The Bible says that now she, what's this? What are you going to do when God blesses you in the wilderness? The Bible says she takes water and she gives the child water. She gives the first thing I'm going to do is tend to the promise. When, when, you, when you bless me this time, when you refresh me this time. See, the separation was all about you being established. You were kicking and screaming. Because God said, I want you to come out of this and go into that. And I don't even know what that is. See, God will tell you to come out of this and, and go into that. And you don't even know what that is. See, but oftentimes the separation is because God is establishing you. The separation, the dry season is designed so that you can get on your feet. See, this girl, it's a good season to be a girl. Y'all better, better take that and run with it. Uh, this girl, this, this girl goes from Needing a handout, needing a handout to receiving a promise that would get her on her feet and keep her on her feet. There are some things, man of God, woman of God, you'll never have to deal with again. There are some things you'll never have to encounter again. Because when God gets you on your feet, you're not beholding to people. When he becomes your source, 
He supplies all your need according to his riches and glory. So now she has enough to refresh the child and herself. And God makes a promise. God says there's a promise on Ishmael's life. Watch this. And he tells her. He's going to be a person that's going. Watch this. He's going to be a man of precision. He, he, he's going to stretch out his arch and his bow. He, he's he's going to have a drive like nobody's business. His drive is going to be crazy. He's going to be a hunter. He, he is going to be uh, aggressive. He is going to take environments. I prophesy that what is in you, God has designed for you to take environments, for you to take territories. See, the dry place is all about what God wants to do through you. It's all about the territory God has established for you. Don't worry about. Don't worry about who left you. Don't worry about who walked out. God has given you an environment. There, there are those of us prophetically and apostolically that, that it looks like we're in a dry place to a certain extent. But God has put you in certain environments. He's put you in the environment because you're going to advance. I want you to stretch your hand back. I want you to stretch. He says, like an archer, he's going to advance. He's going to be a, a hunter. There's something good in him. See, we need people with different assignments. We need people who don't function like everybody, who don't function like everybody else. See, but if you walk in a fence, you won't be able to hear what God is saying concerning your life. Lord Jesus today. Lord Jesus today. Lord Jesus today. Every mother, every father, every blended family, relational challenges. I pray that every father come to terms with what's going on with his son, with his daughter. Uh, every mother comes to terms with that baby father. I pray, God, that where there has been conflict, I pray that there will be resolution. I pray that there will be resolution in blended families, in homes, with husbands and wives, multiple children on both sides. I pray that you release peace. I pray that you give us wisdom today of how to engage with family, how to engage in relationships, and then those who have dealt with levels of abuse and hurt, whether in family, whether in church, no matter where they have been hurt uh, today, I pray that you will allow them to hear the promise and the purpose that is on their life. I pray uh, for every person that is sitting down and they have discarded what God has put in them. I pray today that, that the promise would be revived. I pray that you refresh every son, every daughter in the wilderness. I pray that you refresh every father and every mother in the wilderness. I pray, oh God, that those who are in the dry place would understand it's not about your death, but it's about your development. I pray that you would develop our ears to hear you. God, I pray that you would develop our ears to hear you out of the dry place. I pray, God, that our hearing would be keen I pray that you, we would hear your messenger. I pray that we would hear the voices that you put in our lives. There is a messenger. There is a messenger that you want to send us today to remind us of what is good. We want to see your goodness in the land of the living. We want to be like you, Jesus. 
Oh, in the God of Gethsemane, we want to create the space. Luke 22, 41 and 42. God teaches how to create the space to get a bow shot away. Teach us how to create the space to seek you. Teach us how to create the space to go after you. As we go after you, we thank you today. We thank you today as we go after you that the dry place or Kotama becomes our place of refreshing. That where there has been drought and where there's been a drought, I thank you for refreshing. I thank you for a, re a restoration. I thank you, God, that you talk to us Talk to business owners about what's in them today. God, while people are off work, while they're listening into this Facebook Live, let, let it be a confirmation today. Don't discard the business, the promise, the dream, the venture, the ministry, your child. Don't discard the purpose that you birth out, but there's been challenges to every person that has experienced challenges because they produce something. But after they produced something, there was warfare. I pray today in the mighty name of Oh God, I pray today in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray today that they would have a prophetic encounter. I pray that they would have a prophetic encounter. And God will be so mindful to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' name. Today, I want you to meet me out. This Sunday, 9 o'clock, 7714 Grand River, a prophetic encounter, one hour. Bring your children, bring your sons, bring your daughters, bring your husband, bring the entire family out. I want you to help me spread the word. Meet us out tomorrow at 9 a.m., 7714 Grand River. God has a word for you concerning the dry place. I want you to say this with me, and I'm going to let you go today. I want you to say this with me. Life. You are not my enemy, but life, you are my friend. No matter what you do today, no matter what you do today, I want you to keep it kind. I love you. I'm praying for you, and we will talk again later. God bless you.